Hey guys, it's Zion Tavis. It's we're up to chapter seventeen, Parakid Zion. This chapter has two parts, today and tomorrow. Um, so it's funny because I keep thinking that like the author was about to like completely switch topics, but then like he just keeps talking <laughs> about the Bainani and the Bainani's nature and like you know what our actual expectations of ourselves are supposed to be and what we actually are empowered to do and like and it's like he just keeps talking about it and. You know, when somebody keeps talking about something, especially when the Alter Rebbe keeps talking about something, it's not just random. It's like the Alter Rebbe is telling us, like, get this in your head. Like, start really internalizing who Hashem is creating you to be and and let go of the expectations on yourself that aren't in line with reality. And, like, literally, like, like I, I know I keep saying this, but, like, step into your arena. Like, step into your power, not of who you think you should be and who you maybe could be and like all these coulds ofs and shoulds ofs and all these things like step into the power of like who you're being created to be and how you're being created to be and like when we can actually step into that space which is the space of abandonment where i have the fullness of my human experience i have all my triggers i have all the feelings and i also am able with my mind to bring myself to a to a place to access my place of self, my place of capital S self, my place of higher awareness, my place of my, my the place inside of me that knows Hashem Echad. When I can access that while being in the space of still experiencing the fullness of all my humanness, like that's where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be in that space where I can li- where I can hold both. I'm not meant to get to this place of like, oh, I figured it all out, and now I'm gonna be at peace forever, <laughs> you know. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not in the cards for us. And that's not because we're failures. It's because it's not meant to be. It's, this is how Hashem is creating us to be. This is our dear Batach This is our Mashiach when we can be in this state, you know? So Dalter was just like, please, please, please start to realize this. And like Dalter was like, I'm not, I'm going to spend half of Tanya, (laughs) you know, making sure that you know this because it's that important. So, um, continuing Parakid Zion, the Alter Rebbe is going to bring us, um, bring up the Pasuk um, that, this in, that the entire Tanya is based on, which is, Right, this thing is very near to you. The simple explanation of this thing is Judaism, this thing meaning the Torah that we were given. Deeper explanation of this thing is x-ray vision of reality, meaning what Torah is actually all about, which is Dir Betachtainim, which is Mashiach, which is the deeper truth of all of life, the awareness of the deeper truth of all of life. The Adata, like literally knowing Hashem in, in, in a real internal way, knowing what is actually going on, knowing who we actually are, knowing that Hashem is actually literally one with all of creation, you know? Not only like one with, like that Hashem is all of creation. Um, anyways, so what today's question is about what today's Tanya is about. Actually, let's go straight in Hebrew because the altar literally spells out the question. Okay. According to all that we just said before, um, specifically in the specifically what we've been talking about, the state of Tivuna, um, we can understand this Pasuk that the whole Tanya is based on, which is that it's close to you in your heart and in, in your speech, in your heart, that you should do it. 
who seemingly, like at first glance, it would seem, the fact that Hashem, that the Pesach is telling us that it's close to you in your heart, it would seem that it's contrary and, and opposite of our human experience. Like we've literally been saying for the past like 12 chapters that our emotions are not in our control. Our emotions are not in our control. Our emotions are not in our control, right? But our emotions are in control, are in our control in the sense of when we use our mind generally emotions follow but that emotional impulse the emotional experience that comes up naturally for us what our heart feels you know when you when a bus is coming towards you it's not true there are like parentheses in ifs in the book of of richard Schwartz's book no bad parts highly suggest it he talks about this moment that he had when when he was like deep into ifs and deep into like really like figuring it out and really like practicing it himself this moment where he was like about to get into like some crazy accident like it was like some bad thing was about to happen to him i forget what it was maybe a car crash maybe something and he right his, his inner parts just started freaking out saying like we're gonna die and we're this is scary and this is horrible and uh, what about our family and like all of these obviously the nature the human nature the heart responding that's literally it's impulse right of course that impulse was there and he said that in that moment what he did was he because he had spent all this time before um being in the practice of of seeing his parts through the lens of his self meaning being self-led like we've been talking about being the letting his self capital s self be the mother of his parts um in that moment he was actually able to quite quickly find his self even though his parts were freaking out because it seemed like he was about to die and he heard his self tell his parts i hear you this is very scary i want you to know that even if you die even if we die i'll be going with you like even if we die i'll be going with you and he said that i literally thought i was about to die but i was calm because my self was with me so that is a that's it's seemingly like a or like you, you i think about that story of like that i believe it was i don't know maybe mental Futterfoss or somebody when he was like i don't think i don't know if it was Futterfoss, i forget but somebody that like he was like um in russia and like some i forget the details of the story but basically like he was in a very dangerous position and they felt his heart to see if he was a spy because he said that they said if you're if you're a spy you're for sure scared right now but they felt his heart and his heart was calm so what that was what was happening in that in that experience was that he they actually were in control of their hearts richard george and this chassid i'm noticing that i remember richard george's name and not the chassid's name and that is something to notice <laughs> but anyways um baruch hashem thank you hashem for everything anyways um our emotional our emotional reaction we could end up having having control over them but it's not as easy as just deciding to. It takes a, really like a lifetime of work. And even when you get to that point of like really saying like, wow, this really, I do feel like I'm able to get a grasp over my emotions. The whole thing of the banani like we've been saying before is even if you think that for the past two years, you really haven't had, a, you haven't had panic. You haven't been in a deep state of anxiety. Oh, I, I've done it. I, fin- I figured it out. The whole notion of the banani is that any moment, the emotions could come back any motion any moment the impulse can come back because the dif- the overall differentiation between a banani and a tzaddik is that the tzaddik's heart has literally become only godly soul while for a banani like we said 
it could be that it's sleeping it could be just like that just like that chassid or just like richard george like he found a way to actually find control over it but it's not that it's gone and it means what all that's saying is that it's not simple to have our hearts be in our control and so the fact that we're saying never mind in your heart it's like what you know okay so now tanya is going to say what i just said in different words she ain't tara is eternal which means that the fact that tara said then that this thing is very near to you in your heart means that it applies to our own experience now and what is our experience now she ain't hadavar it doesn't seem that it's a very close thing to us. To change my heart. To change my heart from what? From the desire for the things of this world to a love of Hashem and truth. So just a quick note on what Ailam Hazeh means. We said this a few times, but in Chassidus, it talks a lot about the word Zeh. And the, the, re, the place that it talks about the word Zeh is when by Kriyas Yamsuf, um, everybody said when the wa- when the water split and they were walking through, they said, like, this is my God and I will praise him. And the reason that what Chassidus brings about that word Zeh is that when they saw that open revealed miracle, they pointed their fingers and they were like, this is God. Meaning, I'm so sure right now that I'm experiencing God. It's not a question. It's not like maybe God is here, maybe God isn't here. It's like this is God. This. I see it with my own eyes. And it says that when Mashiach comes, we're also gonna have that experience of Zeh Kaliva. Like I see it. I, I see this experience. Just like I right now I'm like looking at my book of Tanya and I see that it's in front of me. This book of Tanya is in front of me. We're gonna have that experience of God. But right now, we're not there. Right now, Olam, there's two ways of saying Olam Haza. You know, you could say Olam Haza, like this world, or it's Olam Haza, the world that is this, meaning the world of thisness. <laughs> like it's a world where we're seeing what is obvious to us to see. And that is Olam, that's literally Olam Haza. This is so trippy. Oh my God, it's so crazy. Obvious to me right now. It's like, wow, that's actually a pun, which is interesting. Okay, but tangent. Anyways, but that's Olam Hazet. It's not Olam Hazet. It's Olam Hazet. It's a world where our perception of things is what is obvious to us is the things that we naturally see. It's like we see world and God is the abstract thing. Versus when Mashiach comes, God is going to be the obvious thing and the world will be the abstract thing. But for now, in Olam Hazet, the things that are obvious are the things that we naturally see. Which is why when we have a big emotion, it's not like, oh, I know that there's a deeper truth, but also I feel this. It's like, I'm feeling this, <laughs> you know? And like, that just feels like the reality. And so um, that's, that's Elam Hazet. And what the author was saying, it does not seem very close to us to transform my heart from Elam Hazet to Avas Hashem, meaning to transform my heart from reacting naturally to my parts, meaning from reacting to the way I feel in each moment, to reacting to the more abstract truth of of Avas Hashem, meaning that there's a deeper truth and there's a oneness of Hashem and there's, you know, always the, the self within each moment. But it's not easy to just transform your heart to naturally see that oneness and see that self versus see the parts because the parts are the Elam Hazad, the parts are what seem obvious in each moment. 
Atu Yira Milseiz Vitarta, he, like it says in the Gemara, is fear of heaven a small matter? Like, Hashem is saying that we should fear him, but like, as if that's so easy, you know? And even more so love, like, it's not simple. And also the Gemara says, like we've been, um, the Rabbisenu that Rabbanim have said, um, or whatever, like the sages, um, and we've been saying this in Tanya too, that, that for Tzadikim, their hearts are in their control, but Tzadikim, as opposed to Bainanim and Rishatim, meaning my heart is reactive to my environment. A Tzadik's heart is not reactive to his environment. A Tzadik's heart is always reactive to his state of self. To his state of godly soul, but there uh, um, some. It's his heart is reactive to his own inner self. My heart is reactive to the things around me, <laughs> to Elam Hazet, the things that I'm experiencing in my world. So, what does it mean that my heart, that this thing is close to my heart too? Ella Dila Asaisai writes Elamar Haava Hamevieli De Asias Mitzvahs Bavad. So. In the order of the words, it says, In your speech, In your heart, so that you may do it. So what the author was saying is that the extent of which it's in your heart is relative to that to you doing it. So the love that we're talking about is referring to the love which leads to action. This could also be just the hiddenness, the hidden desire of my heart, a more, like we've been talking until now, a more subtle emotion that is in a state of knowing, you know, it's not the overwhelming emotional experience, it's just that inner state of like, oh, oh, that leads you to choose your, your next, your next right thing, that leads you to choose your action, that's the state of love that we're talking about. Okay, this kind of love, this kind of emotion, this is actually karavmaid, is close to you. It's not only love, it's this kind of this kind of emotional experience of higher self. That's what it is. Emotional experience of God and of higher self. Um this is close to you. Who is it close to? I found this part so sweet of Dalter Eva. It's close to Lechol Adam Asher Yeshlo Moach Bekad Kadai. It's close to every person who has a brain inside of his head. Why? Because your mind is always in your control. And you are able to think about and meditate on whatever you want to think about. And when you meditate on the greatness of God, and not only the greatness of God, like, oh, God is so awesome, but the greatness of God, meaning the magnitude, the truth that literally Hashem is one with all of reality, that everything is connected, that everything is in love, literally, like quite literally. Automatically, like we've been saying, when you meditate, what the natural progression is that emotions are born. It'll generate, even in your mind, like we're saying in that state of Tavuna, you can't necessarily affect the overwhelming emotion, but what you could create is that deep knowing in your own head. Well, not the deep knowing, because we've been translating Das as deep knowing, but you could get to that. I need a good translation for Tavuna more than just like intellectual emotion. It's more than that. It's like a, it's like a state of almost like peaceful knowing. <laughs> like you just get it. You're just like, oh... Not like, oh, but like, oh. 
Your mind will naturally then create this feeling of love for God that you want to connect to Him. And that happens through the contemplation, which is always in your control. You can let your mind get to whatever place you want your mind to get to. You know, and when I think about this, it's like when, when for myself also, it's easier for me to like see it in other people than for yours than for myself. But like, when I'll just talk about it for myself though, because like when I when I'm in a state of like stress, it's like I know I know, and in the moment it's hard to re- remember, but there's another part of me that knows. There's always this part of me that knows that if I let myself explore this, I can become more peaceful. A lot of times I have resistance to exploring it because I want to stay in a state of stress. That state of stress is giving me something. You know what I mean? For some reason, you want to stay sad or you want to stay confused or you want to stay anxious. That, that part is always parts are protecting you. So for some reason, that exact part is trying to protect you with staying anxious. But it, there's also always the truth that if you let yourself explore, you could get, you could always come back to peace. You could always come back to love. And that's what Dr. was saying here. If you have a brain in your head, you could, <laughs> you could find peace. You could find love. You can find alignment. This is the purpose of, of man um, today to do it. Meaning the whole purpose of today, what we're in this world, in this day for is action. Tomorrow, the afterlife is a time of reward. And what is that reward? The full emotional experience of the sureness of the oneness of Hashem. Um, but today it's about enough sureness, enough intellectual emotion that leads me to be able to choose my next step. And my mind, in this day, today, my avaida is to use my mind, my mind's natural and inherent dominion over the left part of my heart, over the impulsiveness of my parts. And over my speech, and over all of my other bodily organs, it, essentially my, my, I don't know, is it my nervous system? I don't know. I wonder if organs and nervous system are the same thing. Because I, I don't know if you can really fully control your nervous system. I wonder if that is, if we're expected to. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that are the instruments for action. So once again, Althar is saying, stay in your arena. <laughs> And not only stay in your arena as a locked cage, like, oh, just stay there because you can't even get out, so you might as well stay there. It's like, enter your arena, joyfully and willingly enter your arena, which is the acceptance of who I am, of who I'm able to become, and that empowerment of saying, I want to keep growing towards my highest self. And my highest self is somebody who lives in that space of saying, hi, all my parts, I love you, I see you, thank you for being here because you're also part of the oneness. And also, high, my highest self, my self that is beyond my parts. And more and more actively finding that voice of ourself through contemplation, through our mind, through exploring the truth of Hashem, the truth of who we are, the truth of the way that we feel when I can kind of let my parts go a little bit, <laughs> you know? That place, what's left, what's left of me when the anxiety goes away, you know? And the more that we find that part, the more that that, that self... The more we can use the voice of that self to actually um, 
acknowledge our parts and just like Elsa, like jump on the horse, but we're going to talk about later that that doesn't happen all the time. We can't always be talking to our parts, especially in the moments, in moment when a part is, is open, Althorba told us clearly, you push it away with two hands and with two hands, meaning you say hi, you acknowledge, you're not, you're not in denial. You're not like, oh, I don't even feel anxious. No, I do feel anxious, but right now it's time for this, you know? But sometimes, like we're going to talk about, sometimes it is time to full the feelness, feel the fullness of the feeling. So there's times and places for everything. But the point is, stepping into your arena means acknowledging, joyfully acknowledging that I'm not, that my inner landscape isn't the way it is because there's something wrong with me. My inner landscape is the way it is because God is creating it to be that way. L'chaim to growth in all areas um, and growth that begins with acceptance and not, oh, acceptance, but joyful acceptance of like, heck yes. Thank you, Hashem, for creating me to be exactly who you want me to be. Chaim and good Shabbos.